The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to my brother, my brother, me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Chaboy. Um, I'm Griffin. I'm Griffin, the youngest brother, but Travis. Okay, Chaboy. Thank you. I don't understand. Can you walk me through this forest that I all of a sudden find myself? Here's the thing, Griffin. Okay. You know... I'm, I'm working on this whole, you know, working on a new me for, for 30, you know? Yeah. And I decided to reinvent myself as, uh, as a hip-hop personality. Okay. You know, I'm not going to say, like, a hip-hop, like, music star or anything, because I have, like, zero musical talent. But I just want to be, like, that dude who danced with the umbrella in the Andre 3000 videos. <laughs> And, and kids love kids love that motherfucker. They love that Farnsworth bastard. Uh, yeah. Now, can you walk me through kind of a? I, mean, I find myself in kind of a spelling quandary. Can you walk me it's, through? Yeah. Thank you, Justin. It's C H apostrophe A apostrophe B O I. Okay. Your boy. Um, from the context, it's your boy. Now, at, at first blush, you might think it's ch- uh, boy, <laughs> but it's it's really just one fluid motion, mm-hmm. like throwing a baseball. Cha boy. Okay. There might be an umlaut in there too. I haven't decided yet. I've got a marketing team working on it. Umlauts oh, yeah. are really big right now. Kids fucking love umlauts, and they love people dancing with umbrellas. <laughs> fucking love people dancing with umlauts. That'd be hey, a guys. great. That'd be a great Paula Abdul video. Just her dancing with an umlaut. Yeah, or a cartoon cat. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. I hey, hey I'm happy Thanksgiving to you, Chaboy. Um, Griffin, it sounded like you said Thanksgiving. It did sound like you said Thanksgiving. Listen, I've been working with my Was own that intentional? Team. I've been working with my own marketing team about how to Are you gonna sex eat a up. bunch of hot dogs tomorrow? How to sex up Thanksgiving. And I think I've come up with the perfect solution. Tell me. We reinvent it as a hip-hop personality called Franksgiving. <laughs> okay, let me throw this out, because this this is my topical humor joke that I alluded to before we began the, the recording. Oh, good, I've been on pins and needles. Ahem. With Colorado legalizing marijuana, more like Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, All right. I like it. Thank you. So, I, I like it. My, with what's going on at Tiananmen Square, more like Thanksgiving. Is that oh, still? That is yeah. not. I don't think that's still an issue. Mm. Now here is my hip hop joke personality that I have. Okay. None of these are jokes so far, but go on. Okay, it's uh, you didn't have a follow through for that, did you? It's cr- it's shitty Tim. Oh man, <laughs> pardon? <laughs> it's um, it's a character that I made. Like, up, I like called. Okay. <laughs> his name is Shitty Tim. <laughs> Shitty Does he have any distinguishing characteristics at all? He's named Shitty Tim. 
and he has. Okay. Is it ironic at all? Like, is he in fact really awesome and named? He Steve? has a really. Yeah, I'm not good at this. Like you got, he has a really big butt. <laughs> is that funny? But not, but not where you'd picture it. I'm 32. Just, I don't know. Outside, is there an outside chance that he stinks? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why would he? St- like shit. Why would? He- I didn't mean. Let's just answer. Let's just answer a question. I'll do it in okay. the shitty Tim voice. That I'm okay. making up lately. About a month ago, I responded right. to a woman's Craigslist ad looking for a virgin man, i.e., 18 and older, to have sex with. That's done. <laughs> done. Check, please. Bye. I'm not a virgin, but it's been about three and a half years since the last time I had sex, mm-hmm. so I responded to the ad anyway. <laughs> she came nice. over to my house a couple days after that, and we hooked up. Now, Here's my problem. We've been out about three times after this, and I'm starting to develop real feelings for her. I know that it won't work if it's built on a lie, but she has a wonderful personality and could see myself in a long-term relationship with her. What do I do? Oh, man. Okay, there's a lot. There's some layers. There's a lot of moving parts in this Rue Goldberg machine. Um, I'd like to start with the top layer, which is, yes... Yes, you should tell her. If you want to build a relationship with this woman, you should tell her because you're right. Your your instincts are right. Yes. Um and and you may I mean, it may be irreparable. That's a pretty big thing. That's kind of the biggest But it but it's better for it to be if it's irreparable, it's better to get it out now. Right. Than like nine months from now, you know. I don't know, some friend telling a story about, you know, her, about this wild night in college or something, and then she finds out, and it's like, well, we've been living a lie for nine months as opposed to three days. Right. You you don't want to end up like this one guy I know and have to pretend to really like Barbara Streisand movies for three years because that's the that, worst. that was the way you got the relationship going. Oh, you! What you also don't want to happen is to get your whole head cut off and buried in her fucking yard. Why are you dating a praying mantis? What? This is a good question because now let's go to a deeper layer. Okay, say- which is every sentence in this email is the craziest thing I've ever. She wants a virgin man, i.e., eighteen years or so older. So she's a yeah. She's a witch, I should right? fucking definitely hope so. So she's, she's a witch, right? so she's like fully gozer. Right, I mean, she's yeah. Gozer, basically. <laughs> Just yeah, so we're clear, for the keymaster to to her gatekeeper. Right. Let's also talk about the fact that she wanted to fuck a sweet, sweet, innocent porcelain doll of a of a fresh faced boy, and you were not a virgin. You had dipped it before. But you that's, had that's it. what she was saying. Like, like if you met up and immediately had sex, she just wanted to flower a dude, right? These are all good and important and awful questions. <laughs> but then, but then to say, he, the okay, listen, question asker. I'm not trying to judge, but to say that she, her whole deal was to look for a dude to deflower off the internet, and now you're developing real feelings for her. It's like, man, maybe you need to really examine the second half of the sentence I just said. Because I don't think that she. I mean, that doesn't sound like what she wants. 
Yeah. I think she just wants like to. She's really looking to settle down. If so, she'd be on Match.com instead of Skeevy Craigslist. Yeah, I think she's just going back to make sure you're like super deflowered. Like she's going to make sure she got every yeah. last petal off of you. Like, what about your anal virginity? I'll take that next. I want to get all of it. Ass to mouth. Here we go. What's like, up with your knee pits? <laughs> haven't seen those yet. Gonna fuck those. Lube them up. Put that weird monkey toe in me. <laughs> Come on, date. Come on, shitty Tim. Put that little toe in me. <laughs> I want to fuck all your toes one by one. Stock up on calcium. This is cramp inducing. <laughs> all of this is is thoroughly erotic, but um, you need to you need to keep your heart three stacks because this I don't know yeah, about. This I don't know that she's sitch. looking for this. I bet if he, I bet it didn't list the whole Craigslist, he said eighteen and older. I bet it's a little more like eighteen to nineteen is, is how the ad read. I don't want anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't want a bunch of old meat. Mm-hmm. She wants a fresh, fresh, uh, fresh plate. If you can actually come to me the night before your eighteenth birthday, and then we can bring it in in style. This I think please don't tell any loved ones where you've gone or somewhere mm-hmm. where they could track you. That would be great. Yeah, this is going to be. We want basically what we want is a one hundred and twenty-eight hours setup. I need to resurrect my fallen lord. How much blood do you have in you? Hey, Are let's you be willing to give. Let's be like totally honest that if you responded to a Craigslist from someone looking to consume an 18-year-old virgin. Maybe instead of developing feelings, you should be busy counting your lucky stars that you have a head attached to your body. And, and that your, all your blood in your that head. Your blood is not I can actually, staining like a Motel a 6 right now. from the 80s where like he goes and they go to like collect his blood and they're like, but it's not working. Are you really a virgin? And he's like, well, it's been three and a half years. Musical sting. You know, yeah. it's like... This is yeah. set up for I, an I can't movie. believe this fucking panned out for this dude. I know. I can't believe that really he good. went on Craigslist and Craigslist was like, hey, I want to fuck you, shitty Tim. And then he was like, okay. And then he fucked Craigslist and now he's alive. Like, none of the. I, maybe three of those things could happen, but not, not it's all of them. It's gonna balance out until like three years from now, like an asteroid falls on him or something. Just as like. Yeah. It's like Final Destination. You know, he, he death missed him. And now yeah. they'll be hunting him for the rest of his life. <laughs> I sold my bet on Craigslist. I was selling it for $200. This woman showed up. She's like, oh, nice, nice. How about $100? So I kind of got fucked by Craigslist in Wait, a way. Did that really happen? Yeah. Did she give you a hundo? She gave me a hard sell for a hundo. She was just coming out of a divorce. Things were not doing great. And she was sitting on my bed. And I was extraordinarily uncomfortable. She's sitting on her bed. Holy. She's like, hey, this... This got a good spring to it. What's your virginity sitch right now? Mm-hmm. Where are you at as far as your flower? Where's the mm-hmm. flower at? Uh, <laughs> Griffin, do you have any yahoos for us? I got a few. Yeah. Um, how about this one? It was uh, it was sent in by Robert Chachere or Chachere or Chacher or Chacher. It's it's fun to look at and to say. It's asked by Yahoo Answers user iCorpseGrinder. Grinder. Ugh, mm-hmm. God. Who asks, What happens if you give a horse marijuana? Some friends of my brothers gave a horse an ounce of marijuana, and now the horse is just laying on the floor. Could the <laughs> marijuana kill the horse? I'm seriously concerned. He hasn't gotten up in a while, but I know he's alive. Well, one, 
what happens is you've wasted a bunch of sticky weed. Oh, yeah, no. Well, but I'm assuming this question takes place in Colorado. or oh, okay, where it's one just, of the, like, falling out of people's pockets. It's just falling out of people's pockets and butts. <laughs> is it an accidental thing? Because I knew a dog in college that ate a bag of weed. It's not um, just a most chill dog. Or is this yeah. like they like rolled a carrot in some honey and then dipped it in the weed and tossed it to the horse? This deaf, deaf sounds like funsies. Okay. This sounds like uh, honestly, like when you think of any time that a horse riding disaster takes place, it's usually because the horse gets so fucking crazy riled up. When that horse bucked Christopher Reeves over that fence and mm-hmm. basically, you know, paralyzed him forever, it was probably because he was like going fucking buck wild because he had a man riding on him. Right. Not if just he, any man. If he had just rolled him a, a sweet joint. Some, I think that if herb. we can, I think if we can mellow these horses out, then we could really get something going. I, I don't. Okay, how was the marijuana administered to the horse? Peer I pressure. He, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Black Beauty. Just Come dip on. in. Come on, Mister Ed. Don't be a pussy. Don't be a pussy, Black Beauty. Um, with your powerful haunches. <laughs> Bring those powerful haunches over here and use them to smoke this herb. I can't I, imagine fucking. They give. They have. They had to design. They had to create something called horse tranquilizer. Like it's yeah. specially designed because a horse was so powerful that a normal <laughs> tranquilizer couldn't take it out. And you think that like an ounce of weed and the horse is just like, I'm never getting up again. I'm done. Well, maybe I read this question wrong. Maybe it's asking about horse marijuana. Oh. What happens if you give a. Horse marijuana. Oh, <laughs> uh, now it's okay. See, that makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. What does it? Why are we using our? Uh, who are these teens? Right. Who are these teens that? Do you know where I buy drugs? Right, aid. I have no idea where <laughs> to get drugs. I don't know yeah. how to get to, people. Th- I say this on you the show. You actually just go behind the right aid, and there's a guy. Mm-hmm. There probably is called, a guy. This place called Wrong Aid. <laughs> I don't know where to get, like, I, <laughs> I don't know where to find drugs. And these kids have such a solid supply of them that they're giving mm-hmm. them to horses. Yeah. It makes me so That's, angry. I mean, how do you think they do in, like, Denver? Oh, This yeah. is what this, like, in Denver, no joke, I bet everybody has just pockets fattened with that. Dank Kush. I give it six months before uh, ho- horse weeding is like a professional sport in Denver. Mm-hmm. It's see, how high can you get a living horse? Now that caveat is is so vital. Don't look because anybody yeah. can just like feed a horse a bunch of weed. I want you guys to know. I almost said horse stoning, but then I thought that that might sound like throwing rocks at horses. If this show yeah. is devoted to anything, it's the protection and preservation and not killing of horses. It's been like Jonathan Swift level of like irony up to this point. You know, we, we talk about killing horses because we don't want to kill horses. Yeah, but the New York Times told me that the irony is bad and that we should live without it from now on. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that I think horses are, are just beautiful and majestic. Like, yeah, Did I too. use the right word there? Did Jonathan Swift write with irony? No, it's uh, a little satire, but you're, you're almost there. You know, I, I, if I see someone 
using glue, I look at them like they're Coney 2012. Like, I have no patience yeah. for it. Can we stop sure. melting them? I look at them like they're Coney 2013, which is the What sequel? if you made a horse sniff glue to get high? Wait a minute. So cool. <laughs> Oh my god, that's terrible, Travis. Sniff your brother. That's that's not going to be a mellow high. That is going to be a rough. That's going to be a rough journey that the, you're going to go on. Hey, I just broke up with my boyfriend of twelve years today. Naturally, oh. I'm pretty devastated. This isn't me. It's a question. Oh, okay. Naturally, I'm pretty devastated. It has been over twelve years since I've been dumped. I have no idea what to do right now, aside from some really heavy drinking. All our close friends are mutual, so I don't have anyone I can feel I can entirely discuss the subject with without, without it turning to idle gossip. Brothers. Can you put this in perspective, find me a silver lining because I just cannot find one, and help me figure out not how to feel not so toxic towards my ex-boyfriend. If the subject matter is too depressing, I have no problems with you turning this into a hilarious goof. That's from Gutted in Toronto. Listen, because I've been, I've been doing a lot of soul searching over the last two or three weeks, and here's <laughs> the main point, the biggest point to take away is that what's the silver lining is that you're still alive with a bright future and a whole new world in front of you. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it seems bad in 12 years. Yeah. Like it's a massive scale, but you still have so much time left in this world. Like you still have your whole life to live. Got it in Toronto. Any, any day above the grass, baby. Right. Any day above the grass. Quarter mile at a time. Quarter mile at a time. Got to play till the whistle blows here. Let me give you a silver lining right now. I in my life stress about uh, I stress about work. I stress about the show I'm directing. I stress about how I. But more importantly, I stress about how I'm eating too much. How I need to exercise more. How I need to get healthier. How I need to be, have better relationships with people. Do you have that so that rare rare gift that only comes around when something really terrible happens to you that you don't have to give. A solitary fuck about anything. Oh, yeah. You can just treat... Have you ever always wanted to have a Pop-Tart with butter on it? Fucking have it. You're Mm -hmm. healing right now. Take Mm -hmm. Get a big... Get a big bite of that recovery sandwich. And by recovery sandwich, I literally mean a giant sandwich. Like a meatball the sub. The biggest sandwich. Whatever the fuck you want. Can you make sandwich. a sandwich out of Pop-Tarts and butter? Oh, my God, If you want, God, like, an yeah. ice cream sandwich that's just, like, bread and ice cream... Go yeah. town. Well, don't do that. Sounds fucking awful. What about a peanut butter pop tart sandwich? You go on. Peanut butter between the two pop tarts. Why don't you just go to fucking Papa John's and eat a pizza like a normal person? Okay. Hey. I mean, you guys were talking about weird sandwiches first. I... Listen, and don't and and I know that you're worried about harboring a lot of resentment and bitterness towards your ex boyfriend, but let me tell you something. That's that's how adults work. That's completely normal. Listen, when when a big event happens, you're going to go one of two ways. Really happy or really upset. Like Children have hope about the future to fuel them. Adults have bitterness. Let your hatred toward him <laughs> be an engine that helps you to keep moving forward. You have a renewable resource of, of energy and vigor. All you have to do is think about how much you hate his guts. And look, oh, you're revitalized. Thank you, adulthood. This is way better than kid. You have nothing to worry about. Stop beating yourself up. Stop stop stressing about needing to feel better and stop stressing about harboring ill will towards this guy and focus on the the important thing right now, which is taking care of yourself, making yourself happy in the short term. You do it enough in the short term, and I promise you the the long term stuff will figure itself out. 
Griffin, hit me with a Yahoo. Put it in me. Oh, Whoa. could we stop and just stop? Can Put a stop? Yahoo in me. Um, how about this Yahoo? It was <laughs> it was sent in by Ira Ray. Thank you, Ira. It's by Yahoo Answers user Jezebel Terrace, who asks, "Is it right for a thirteen-year-old to know how to crump?" <laughs> If I'm 13, is it okay if I know how to crump? My mom told me that it's not very Christian-like or appropriate to do this, but I love to dance. I also love, love, love dancing to hip hop because it lets me get my feelings out. But my mom, <laughs> but my mom says I should stick to sports. Any advice or comments? I need to look up crump dancing to see if that's a thing. Travis. Oh, crumping. Mm-hmm. It's like you've never seen a Missy Elliott music video or that one episode of America's Next Top Model where they had the ladies crump and they took pictures of them mm-hmm. fucking mid-crump as their faces were all rubberized in beast mode. Oh, man. Oh, my what God. Fun... So I, I laughed at that person for saying that hip-hop dancing is how they get their feelings out. Yeah. And the very top line on the crumping entry of Wikipedia is the youth who started crumping saw the dance as a way for them to escape gang life and to, quote, yeah. release anger, aggression, and frustration positively in a nonviolent way. I will say this. That every sounds- time I've seen someone crump, it looks really violent. Mm-hmm. It looks like someone has bees on them and they're trying to kill beetles <laughs> underneath them. <laughs> so they're using the bees to kill the beetles on their body. Mm-hmm. Right. They're you. They're, they've got yeah. They're just trying to kill the beetles, but they're distracted by the bees. Mm-hmm. That's what crumping looks like to me. But I am thirty-two. Holy That's true. Shit. Are you what? watching some no, videos? Are you I'm watching like a sick crumping history. video while we're trying to make a podcast? No, I'm looking at the history. The root word crump came from the lyrics of a song in the '90s. It is sometimes spelled the K R U M P with yeah. That's uh, how it's spelled here. No, with uh, periods between it, which is a, oh. So is it an acronym? It's it says it's a backronym. For kingdom radically uplifted mighty praise, presenting crumping as a faith-based art form. It is, obviously, much like My Brother, My Brother, Me, it is a faith-based art form. Crumping was created by two dancers, Cesar Tight Eyes Willis and Joe Artis Big Me Joe Ratty. Now, Joe Artis has the best name because it's J-O apostrophe capital (laughs) A-R-T-I-S. Now, Travis, is that tight eyes or tie dyes? Great question. It's tight, space, eyes with a Z. Okay. I don't know how one gets the nickname tight eyes. Can so is this is this Wikipedia entry telling us that we can use crumping as a, a method of praising our Lord and Savior? I Jesus think they're Christ. telling you that it, it's a way to like motivate kids in the school gymnasium. Mm-hmm. I I think that whatever you're doing. Maybe it's about praising Jesus. Maybe it's about like just being really angry at your dad. The key thing is to have emotion that you bring to it. I think it was, I believe it was Robert Foolish with P.H. Jones who said, mm-hmm. yeah. expression is a must in Crump because Crump is expression. I don't think I could vent my feelings via crumping in a healthy way. I think if I ever got into a crump off with somebody, it would like it would start out as a very healthy, you know, just pounding it, pounding it and grinding, and then like it would very quickly turn into me like, "Good fucking get it, come get well, it," you and know, then Griffin, people would be like, "Hey, suggest, stop, cut that out." 
might I suggest Clowning, which is the less aggressive predecessor to Crumping and was created in 1992 by Thomas Tommy the Clown Johnson in Compton. That that is actually the it's funny you bring that up. That is the subject of the episode of America's Next Top Model, of which oh, really? I learned everything and that there is to know about crumping and clowning. Um, oh, you know what sucks about crumping though? If you're really good at it, like it has less practical applications than like the foxtrot. Like you can't bust that shit out at a wedding. You know, you can I use mean, it to dodge can. bullets. I'd rather watch. You- <laughs> You can use it to matrix. Like, I would rather watch yeah. someone swing dance than than crump mm-hmm. at a wedding. I I have a theory that sometimes when you do a crump, it's the crump that you'll need to use to save yourself from a hail of bullets. And every mm-hmm. crump move that you crump is specifically designed to help you avoid those bullets in the when you eventually are shot at. So it's, it's like very, signs. Well, it's basically I was thinking Slumdog Millionaire, but yeah, signs would work too. Don't, I bet. Um, I bet. Like, if someone from the past were to like be launched forward in time and see someone crumping, they'd be like, "That's the mythical dance to defeat the dragon." Like, it always mm-hmm. seems like it has some kind of mystical significance to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always seen somebody crumping and said that seems significant. <laughs> <laughs> this this means something. Yeah. Is crumping inherently <laughs> solo, or can you crump with a partner? There's there's so much flailing involved. I think if you get more than one hot body in there, then it's gonna things are gonna get dirty. Things yeah, are gonna get rough. I think you gotta have six feet between crumpers. That's mm-hmm. why crumping across America never got off the ground because they would keep punching each you other. Gotta in leave the room for the holy crump. Leap. Because uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus crump. is in there crumping too, you guys. Do you think when when mankind crumps, God looks down on us and says? Yes. This is, <laughs> this is the pinnacles of They found it. My creation. Thank you. <laughs> it's all led to this. God is watching us crump from a distance. <laughs> oh, Everybody okay. stop Jesus. doing wars. These guys over here figured it out. This Everyone is- listen. I'm God. In Crump. case you were wondering. Uh, why Crump is apparently the best uh, dance I've ever heard of. It is this. The first line of the Wikipedia entry for style. There are four primary moves in Crump. Jabs, arm swings, chest pops, and stomps. That sounds like the best dance. That sounds like something I could get on board with. You remember the the boneless boy dance? (laughs) Yeah! That's more or less Crump at this point. Um, uh, so, So, we hope that you've enjoyed learning about crump as much as we've enjoyed learning about crump <laughs> as we record our show uh but but believe it or not we get paid to do this money zone griffin who's this message to this particular message this shit right here yeah, it's popping off right now, and we've got to deliver it hot. You mean this message that you're talking about now? Yes, this current message, the one that you're fervently looking up in your email. Man, did you guys see that latest episode of Saturday Night Live? This, uh, this episode was uh, sent in by Annie. Thank you, Annie, for sending in this, this special birthday message for Catherine. Happy birthday, Catherine. Annie says, happy birthday. And then... She says that the Dilbert Scott Adams goof is Catherine's favorite goof that we've, we or assumedly anybody has ever done. 
Um, so if Justin could work it in somehow, that would be great. Justin, could you lay down some Dilbert goofs? Can, can I? You, can you guys remind me what the Scott Adams goof is? Dilbert's tied. I think because he's got a boner. I that or I think it was that just Scott Adams just hates women so <laughs> much, and he just doesn't know what to do. I mean, here we go. Scott Adams hates women so much he doesn't know what to do with that hate. So instead, he turns to crumping to get his misogyny out. Go. Okay. <laughs> ah, my pen's almost dry, running out of ink. I can't believe my. Bitch of a wife forgot to buy more ink at the ink store. Oh, my pen's drying up. I hate her. I can't draw flipped up ties. Somebody give me Ah, oh, there we go. Oh, I gotta get this energy out somehow. I gotta shake it. Oh, I got ink all over me. There's ink all over the room. Why am I still holding the ink container? Oh, I'm gonna eat my pen. I wanna hold it between my teeth as I practice my chest pops. That's it. My chest pops are good enough. I'm just doing chest pops the rest of the day. Hey, you bitch, get in here and watch. Watch me. Watch me crump, you whore. I gotta get this to my editor. I'm tired of laying down. Scott Adams. Thank you. Happy birthday, I guess. We got another message for Deborah. This one's from Andrea and Mike. Travis, what's what what what, what are we talking about? What's going on for Deborah? Well, Andrea and Mike want to congratulate Deborah on uh, her new grown-up job as a reporter. Uh, she's a rad friend, a brilliant journalist, and a huge My Brother, My Brother, and Me fan, and North Battleford's answer to April O'Neil. They wish that she lived closer uh, so they could celebrate properly, but the consolation is that she's. <laughs> they now have a professional to investigate their gruesome murders and or sex scandals should they occur. So that is... that. <laughs> It's so important to pre-select the investigative reporter that will become obsessed with hunting you across this great land of ours. What happens if they if they overturn a gruesome sex scandal? Oh no! What if things get get real sloppy in North Battleford? In there. Um, if you'd like to, ugh, ugh, now I'm What's grossed. Wrong? I'm fully grossed now. But congratulations to you, Deborah. You've worked hard for this. Uh, and and uh, we hope that someday you get to tell our story, but just not if we sex murder each other. If we <laughs> sex murder each other. If you'd like to have us deliver a special message to somebody you care about, go to uh, maximumfun.org forward slash jumbotron, and we'll uh, we'll get that all sorted out for you. Jesse Thorne here, proprietor of maximumfun.org. Look. We had a great time in the Poconos and everything, but there's no way we are forgetting about our annual trip to Lake Arrowhead here in Southern California. So, unless the world ends first by Mayan prophecy, Max FunCon West will be held May 31st through June 2nd, 2013. Join us for a showcase of elite stand-up comedy performers in the woods, plus informative classes and talks from some of the best creative minds in the nation. If you've been to Max FunCon before, get ready to reunite with your old friends. And if you're a first-timer, get ready to make a whole ton of new ones. Registration will open up on Black Friday, November 23rd, the day after Thanksgiving, at MaxFunCon.com. It's basically the greatest holiday present anyone could ever get. Act fast. Max FunCon pretty much always sells out, and we don't expect this year to be any different. So, Black Friday at MaxFunCon.com.
Hey guys, I currently rent a small house within a bigger suburban neighborhood, and I've been renting for some time. It's a great place, but in front of it is this big pecan tree right over my driveway. This morning, I, guys, this is a long question, but please stick with me. This morning, I saw a little bit older uh, Chinese woman walking around down the street. Turns out she was stealing my nuts from my yard. When I confronted her about what she was doing, she simply sort of giggled and sort of motioned the bag towards me. This went on for a minute or two, me asking what she was doing, and us obviously not communicating that she was bagging my nuts, and it was weird. Brothers, did I do the right thing to confront me? She obviously wasn't an English-speaking woman, but she was stealing stuff from my yard. Would it be different if it was a lemon or apple tree? Or is it the same level of sin if it was a bunch of kids that didn't know better? And that's from Nutty in Houston. I'm so confused. <laughs> so basically, is the fruit from a tree that falls into your yard, mm. is it fair game for people to just like front yard or backyard snatch from, up and from get what, the vitamins from, from what i've always understood is if it if it grows in your yard and has juice in it Ooh. then it is your property if it's it, if there's juice let it be let it i lose. can make that right yeah i guess um but nuts i think are pretty much fair game because nuts are pretty much like leaves, you know? They're just like a part of the tree, and it's weird that we eat them in the first place. Yeah, because where do you draw the line? Like, some kids coming and throwing acorns at each other, and you're like, hey, those are my acorns. That said, pecan halves at my local H-E-B are like $9 for a half-pound bag, so she is basically taking money from you. Oh, yes. That's your money. You probably, like, you water that pecan tree from a sapling. Yeah. Uh, to to so you could have these pecans, so you can have the the protein and the unsaturated fat, so you could keep yourself from getting gallstones. Now, but does it matter? Question, but here's my question, you guys. Yeah. Then why isn't he out there collecting the nuts himself? That is a great question. Well, maybe he's busy. You know. Well, then he doesn't Co get to complain about someone else taking the nuts when they're sitting on the ground, just like rot. Now, if she's like scaled your tree and picking them from the tree, that's bullshit. Okay, but if you start washing your car, but then you go inside because Earth Girls Are Easy is on on TBS, nobody can fucking come steal your car. <laughs> yeah, it's but not different. Your car isn't scattered around your yard. And yes, someone would steal your car if it was scattered around your yard. <laughs> In pieces, you mean? Sure. Somebody, like, finds a rear view mirror and just takes it? I mean, if you want to uh, get specific, yes. I, uh, this this irks me. Because it, I think it does definitely, definitely matter that it's an older Chinese woman that's doing it. Because if it was like, if it was a bunch of kids, you could just shout them out. You could shout them off your yard. Get off my yard, those are my pecans, you little shits. But you can't do that to somebody who's older than you. That's true. Because, uh, and, and someone who's another nationality for me. You can't do it to somebody anybody, who's more Chinese than you are. If someone is more Chinese than me, and all, or any nationality, yeah. more Asian, more Italian, and older than me, I assume that if I cross them, they will put a curse on me. Mm -hmm. Maybe wow. an Italian Justin. curse. So you die. Holy shit. Yeah. I That's don't want to. Is not that worth, great? No, is that not worth like. Saying pecans? out loud on the internet? What? That I'm that you afraid think anyone who's not white is going to put a curse <laughs> on me? I don't yeah. think that's so wrong. I don't think that. I think that's a pretty common assumption. I'm just afraid he's going to his army of mogwai on me. 
I'm not letting him get the nuts. I can't help it that I was raised in in an era of cinema Mm. in which old Chinese men, all they did was sell you uh, kindly things that would turn into monsters, and all the Indian men were actually Fisher Stevens in brown face. Like, I don't... I. This was the age. This was the era of cinema that I can't. This puzzle, I, this puzzle box looks like a lot of fun. Oh, it's a, it's a eh. portal to a sex pain dimension. <laughs> Thanks, thank you. I wanted to get my my flesh ripped with hooks. This is fun. I I can't I can't help it that I also think that all old people should climb into cocoons. Yeah, and they'll be re- re- rejuvenated. Like I, that's my that's my era. That's my baggage. That's, that's my at. load to carry. I was uh I was on a walk with my uh with my chief the other day and um we came across some pecan trees in a park and there was just pecans laying on the ground and this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. I don't know why maybe I was trying to impress her. But I just picked one up off the ground and shucked it and I ate the sweet nuts inside. Just off the ground. Guys, what the are, fuck, you Gibbons? How did you identify a pecan from sight? Because uh, one was already cracked, and I could see like the wrinkled nut inside. And n- normal nuts aren't wrinkled. You know that's a pecan. And so I just ate it, and it tasted like a pecan. And then I knew I was in the clear. Jesus Christ, Griffin! It's a yum. It's a. I went on a yum voyage. I would suggest yeah, everybody. Yeah, because you were do probably it. tripping on like deadly nightshade or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, I, there was an old. There was an old uh, woman. Who was wondering on picking them up? So I figured it was probably safer. Consul- oh, oh, well, that can't, I mean, that's fine. If her old ass constitution can handle what those nuts are going to do when they ravage her body, I imagine that I probably could too. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. Hey, I, I Griffin, do you have a Yahoo that you want to drop on us? Because I got another question. If not, yeah, sure. Um, this one was sent in by Andrew Kaplan. Thank you, Andrew. It's by Yahoo Answers user The Maverick who asks. Question on old man strength. Is there a science behind this? You know, those old guys between the ages of 40 and 50 who look weak, but when you wrestle them or box them, it feels like you're going against an animal. They may not be able to bench press or squat a whole lot, but they are still incredibly powerful. Uh, (laughs) How often is this coming up in this gentleman's life? Why is this such an issue for you that you have to ask Yahoo about you keep trying to... Is this like a... I don't think that this guy just fights people. I think he just fights old men. He's like, I can get this one. Oh, yeah, I got this guy. Guys, come watch. Come watch you do this. I'm going to get him. <laughs> I'm going to beat and up then, Mimo. <laughs> Mimo is what he calls his, his poppy. Is he just trying to fight his own poppy? <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> They say that man's greatest struggle in life is to best his own father. This guy is is vaulting over that goal. Right. He tried going after He's his, hunting the most dangerous game. <laughs> the most dangerous and most satisfying game. <laughs> it's Poppy. They call it the greatest generation because when you beat the shit out of one of them, you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah, this is going down great. You beat Hitler and I beat you, so... <laughs> By association, I just beat the the shit out of him. The final level of Punch Out is just you fighting Jackal Elaine. Uh huh. (laughs) Just get. uh, Who was the one who had the juicer? I bet I could have taken. I could have taken that guy. That was a no. It was was King Hippo. (laughs) It was the juice King Hippo. It was the juice man. You know the juice man. 
Uh, Jay Cordish. Horse marijuana? Jay Cordish is the juice man. Maybe Jack Lane did a juice or two, though. I can't remember. Um, I don't understand. I don't understand how it happens because I'm, tw- I just, I, I, I'm 25. I'm six months into 25 now, and I, j- I feel like I'm fucking 88 years old. Like, yeah. m- my body has already started, it's already peaked and has already started decomposing. I don't know how these fucking guys do it. The old men? <sighs> the old steroids. The olders. Uh, yeah, I don't have any energy right now. How are they getting up and fighting people? Yeah, I bet there's a certain kick of energy that comes from like knowing that you're you've got nothing left to prove. Like you know, mm. you're on the slow descent. So like, what are you afraid of? You're gonna break a bone. You're gonna die. Like they have yes. the fear of death. But they sh- but they should because they're more likely to do those things than we are. If I get punched in the arm, I'm probably not gonna break every bone in my body. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If I live long enough, will I eventually stop being afraid of death? Is that the secret? Yeah. That they've conquered? Listen, they've, I also think we have to accept that back in the day, our, our, the poppy age, you know, that generation, they were just more hardcore than we are. Ooh, interesting. So... They they being raised on fighting Hitler and yes, uh, re- like cabbage rations and stuff like that. That made him like wicked, just like crazy tough. They Can were I just like say all Captain Americas? Okay, I, oh well, okay, okay. That makes a lot of sense. It's not their age so much as the the ground from which their manhood blossomed. Oh my God! If the like, fertile if you soil. Balance like a twenty five year old dude from like 1940 versus a 25 year old dude now it would be like a 25 oh, yeah. year old dude now fighting a baby oh my god yeah it would be like hey have you read the new uh, Chuck Palahniuk ah! and then he would die because he you got punched so with hard your eyelashes yeah <laughs> you, you looked just, at me hard I'm gonna live journal this you just <laughs> ripped the filth off her lucky strike and just smoked it <laughs> wow you're a tough guy so imagine how bad it will be in like 50 years from now Oh, our kids are going to beat the shit out of us. Are you kidding me? Oh, you think the pendulum swing's going to go the other way? Oh, my God, yeah. I think that, I think that like, fortitude skipped a, a human generation, or at least an American generation, because, like, my kids are going to have to fight over, you know, rare earth elements against every <laughs> other country in the universe, and then they are going to be, like, super tough, and then I'm going to be like... Hey, do you want some quiche? And then they're gonna fucking <laughs> curb stomp me. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome home for Thanksgiving. I made you a oh, fist face. I just head. finished beating up Osama bin Laden too. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to the terrorist sequels that we're gonna that genetic cloning is gonna bring us. I'm really excited. Beware! About that. It's son of Hitler. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's Pride of Joseph Goebbels. <laughs> um, it is Mega Stalin. <laughs> Mega Stalin. I liked it when you made that joke, Trav. Uh, thank you, Justin. I liked it when you laughed at the joke that I made. Guys, I'm so thankful for both of you. Yeah, and all of our jokes that we got going on right now. We're all thankful for each other. But most of all, we're thankful for you for uh, joining us yet again for my brother, my brother, and me. Uh, real quick. Got a ton of great presents for our B day. Uh, we got a a, a joke uh, a joke book uh, sent to us from uh, not great penmanship. I'm gonna say Jason. 
is what that looks like. A very kind note in Are you there. sure it's not Jarman? It might be Jerflin. Uh, I got uh, a novel, a Dirty Job by Christopher Moore, and that's for Griffin. That was I don't know what Griffin got a present, but probably because he sent us other things. He sent me a copy of a book called The Wind-Up Girl and sent Travis uh, Jim Butcher's Side Jobs, Ooh, Stories hmm. from the Dresden Files. Good choice. Uh, excellent choice. Uh, we also got uh, a ghost meter EMF sensor from Alan oh. Black. Uh, Holy been, shit. Christmas been playing a lot with that. Spooktacular. Uh, and Nico Jerima, Nico Jerima sent us a copy of Captain Underpants and the Wrath of the Wicked Wedgie Woman. Nice. Uh, so do appreciate that. And uh, and and we got a, a so much more. Uh, I tell you about the wedding we're invited to, right? Mm-hmm. Spilled, yes. Spilled the beans on that. Um, that's in Chi Town, right? That's in Chi Town. Let we me know get, the date. Let me know the let me know the venue. Um, I I uh, I respectfully told them we wouldn't be able to make it, but I did send them a very nice. Uh, I did send them a very nice set of uh, drinking glasses and also I, I believe a. Uh, did you really? A peeler. So. This is the nicest fucking podcast We're ever. It's basically everybody loves everybody on the show. Um, but uh, but uh, but thank you so much for those birthday presents from everybody. Uh, I haven't been to the post office in a little while, so if you sent one recently, I'm sorry uh, uh, that we. Did not receive it yet. Um, we're part of the Maximum Fun Network, and they have a ton of shows uh, that you will really enjoy. There's a, there's Risk, there's Throwing Shade, Just John Hodgman, Jordan Jesse Go, Bullseye is one of the best interview shows ever, and uh, you could be listening to it for free right now if you wanted to on MaximumFun.org. So go there and check out all the programming. They've got on offer. Next time you're about to buy some shit to keep yourself entertained, next time you're about to buy yourself a trifle, just think of, or a rifle. Or a just trident. think about, or a trident. Thank you, Travis. Um, Justin, do you want to chime in, or should I just keep going? No, go for it. I just, just think about all the free shit that you can get on MaximumFun.org. There, thank there are, you. There are thousands of hours of shit for you to listen uh, to. Thank you to everyone who tweeted about the show. Uh, DeChrist0921, <coughs> Useless Click, Geeky Lindsay. Uh, hallways, uh, Iggy K, Dirk in it, Green Cardigan Five, Sam Brasanti, S Diesel, uh, everybody who's who's sharing the show. Uh, if you can, just tell a friend. Adam J Ford, uh, Little Socrates, or is that Socrates? Um, th- thank you to you guys. You're uh, what help us to grow the show. So uh, we really really appreciate it. Please. Please tell some friends if you can. If you get a chance, burn our shit onto a CD. Give it to a friend. Pick your favorite one-hour episode. Burn it onto a one-hour disc. Give it to somebody as the, as the ultimate gift. Or give them a jump drive. That would be a great present for whatever holiday you celebrate. Just get a jump drive. Fill that bitch. Did you know that you can get a, uh, a, a my, one of two different styles of My Brother, My Brother, and Me shirts? They're all at Max Fun Store. Uh, and you can just get them, you know? Mm-hmm. You just get um, them. I also want to thank John Roderick and The Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album, Putting the Days to Bed. I cannot wait for that Fool's Holiday album to drop. Can't wait. It's Can't wait. So good. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much, everybody. Can't wait for Candle Nights. Candle Nights coming up so fast. Are you guys ready? Yeah, our, have you tr- our have always are tr- uh, always underwhelming holiday <laughs> <laughs> episode. <laughs> Be sure to catch that. Don't want to miss that. Have you guys trimmed the whatever it is that you trim for candle nights? The bush. 
I guess I think there's a bush. <laughs> oh, no, Travis means his own bush. <laughs> hey, uh, Tra- Griff, did you have another question? One last one to send us off on? Yeah, I could. I could do that for you. This final Yahoo was, dual, but let's do it, it. it was sent in by Nolan Hitchcock. Thank you, Nolan. It's by Yahoo Answers user Jessica, who asks... <laughs> Is it bad to give my six-year-old baby a little French onion dip? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad square on the lips.